Further analysis on what's playing itself out on that market scene, I'm joined by Yaku Iga from Rand Swiss. Yaku, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Wonderful, Yaku. Okay, it is a short week here, uh, but we are seeing a better day uh, today on the JSC. Let's just talk about this. Yesterday was rather downbeat. I'm wondering if we're just catching up to the rest of uh, the globe. And today uh, we are seeing the markets take on a position. Yeah, look, I think a, a few a few very important comments came came through, obviously, from uh, from the U.S. side. So, I mean, the rest of the world had to get their popcorn ready. And, and now we're looking at all the numbers and seeing what's going to happen. So, uh, unfortunately, that. It, it was a lot of catch up uh, to the to kind of negative sentiment. Remember, I mean, I think the ten-year yields hit a, a, a U.S. Treasury yields hit a I think it was a sixteen-year high um, either yesterday or the day before, uh, which is massive. I mean, if you if you get that type of yield, you know, you're going to probably start considering taking your equity exposure, uh, you know, off the table and putting it in U.S. Treasury yields. Um, and, and I think you'll see kind of that play out then all over the world. And, and, and you know, once you have higher rates, you have to discount um, at those higher rates to get to get our uh, kind of stock values at the moment, uh, you know, and higher rates for longer means lower stock values than, uh, you know, just by, by, by the mathematics behind that. Um, and we had to play a bit of catch up. And I think um, today, you know, not just us, but the rest of the world while eating our popcorn um, is kind of digesting what's happening there. Um, you know, how much do we see uh, um, the impacts happening going forward? We're obviously waiting. I mean, US GDP is coming out this week. We'll see the jobless claims coming out, um, the inflation numbers uh, we'll see. And in Europe, I mean, the German CPI is coming out, unemployment, French CPI, Eurozone CPI itself. So lots and lots and lots of numbers. So that's why I keep referring to this popcorn. But, but, but nonetheless, the other thing that then, of course, is on the table is this kind of you know, con Congress in the U.S. that may shut down the government, and that's kind of adding to the risks, risk risk off sentiment um, that we that we see, you know, in the U.S. Uh, specifically. And and we need to ask ourselves: Well, is it a, a real threat, or is it just a you know fiscal cliff threat like we had? You know, what's it two months ago now? Um, this one, I think, has a little bit more teeth. Um, we've seen it 14 times. I've, I, I had a look. It's 14 times since 1981. And in the past decade, we've seen it happen four times. Luckily, it's not been a long time. So it's been a kind of a government shutdown for one or two days in general. But you never know. Things things may or may not change. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll we'll have to see. I think the the D date is end of the month, so it's kind of by the weekend. We need to we need to figure out what's happening there as well. Yeah. So lots to kind of digest and see what's going to happen um, going forward. Yeah, I can actually touch a little bit on the issue of this U.S. Uh, government shutdown because, of course, what we do have very similar to the debt ceiling conversation about two months ago are uh, those members of Congress who believe that, uh, you know, there should be a cutback, um, we should be a little bit more conservative. And then there's obviously uh, those who are pro-spending here. So even though at the end of the day we're almost certain that, uh, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans will reach some sort of a consensus here, there obviously are uh, a greater conversation to be had here about debt in the United States. 
rates, about spending uh, in the United States. I'm wondering if market participants are at all concerned about this or are they just concerned about the fact that a decision comes out of Congress and then we keep it moving? Mm. No, absolutely. And, and I think on the back of Moody's um, that, that already downgraded the U.S. because of the debt um, roughly a month ago, um, I didn't count the weeks now, but, but a while ago, um, you know, it, it is starting to have an effect. And, and I mean, Moody's already uh, uh, pointed to what we're seeing and, un, you know, unraveling at the moment. And they're saying, you know what, typically it's been short-lived. Um, so there hasn't been historically, you know, I've mentioned the 14 times since 1981, there hasn't historically been too, uh, you know, too deep a, a, a cut into the U.S. Uh, finances due to this. Uh, but but we, we're going to have to see what's going to happen this time. But the fact that they're already um, out there saying you you know don't don't go down this rabbit hole let's uh, let's rather stay clear from it. It can impact your your credit rating negatively. Um, needs to you know we need to kind of uh, hear what they're saying and the fact that they are uh, you know definitely looking at it. So will that affect? Uh, absolutely, we saw we saw quite, quite a sharp sell off uh, the, the two three days following the last time they they, they cut the uh, credit rating. So we need to we, we need to keep a sharp eye on it, and it can definitely affect uh, world markets. Of course, it's a quiet week in terms of uh, you know company news, but Old Mutual today coming out with a set of numbers. Keen to get your thoughts on it. Also keen to get your thoughts, Yaku, and what you think the Old Mutual Bank will bring to the mix here. Yeah? Uh, what we have seen, of course is the advent and arrival of new banks uh, in South Africa post the traditional big four or five. Um, and Old Mutual also entering the four and they're expecting that to come online in 2024. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, a couple of things. Mm. Um, let's start at the beginning. So, so we need to understand the old mutual business. And I think you can largely put it in two silos. The one is the investment silo and the second is kind of the risk uh, product silo. So the investment silo, as you know, it's it's probably the the larger of the two, um, and it's very much market related. So we need to understand. You see that the type of volatility we've uh, we've seen in markets over the you know kind of two three years. Um, they definitely impacted by that. So, so, so you, I think it's a reasonable set of numbers, but still, you can see the impact coming through. Uh, you know, on the investment side, mm-hmm. on the risk side, they've been struggling for a while. You know, they've they've, they've put some new products on the table and and try to kind of refresh that business. I think there's still a you know a bit of. Uh, uh, um, Head, you know, we need to see what's going to transpire there uh, to see, uh, you know, whether that's enough to turn around that business. Um, so, so yeah, I think you know, a little bit tougher on uh, on on Old Mutual as an investment case at the moment. And then, just lastly, on the Old Mutual Bank, um, you know, I I have to smile when I hear of Mutual Bank because, ironically, Old Mutual Bank was one of the first kind of, if I may call it, alternative or. 
banks, if, you know, for, for lack of a better word. Um, they've been around for, I have to go back and look, but it's probably 20 years that they've, they've kind of toyed with this idea. Now it's back on the table, obviously on the back of a discovery bank um, that we've seen now in the last couple of days. You know, it, it really looks good from a, from a, from a product point of view. Um, you know, and they're expanding there, still running at a loss. But, but I think in, in mutual is, is, is trying to get on the bandwagon to not let this uh, opportunity pass them by. Uh, they were probably too early the first time around. Uh, the question is probably, are they too late this time mm. around? So we'll, uh, we'll have to see. Wonderful, Yaku. I would like to get your stock pick uh, in a bit. But first, let's reflect on some of the counters that have found favor with your industry peers. I think life healthcare. I think um, you obviously saw it up quite nice, you'd say, on the back of uh, stories circulating that they've kind of concluded a deal. Uh, if that happens, I think you could see the share price around 25 rand. So I think a little bit more upside from here. So, yeah, life healthcare. It's Grinrot. So we're looking at uh, ships and trains and and um, and basically infra- anything that will benefit from infrastructure spend not only in this country but also overseas um, and a nice move today and upside to I would imagine about 12 rand 75 13 rand. So tonight I'm picking Affirmat so a very strong uh, management team and they've been able to do some very interesting and uh, value accretive deals over the years. They've diversified their business away from only um, construction materials and now have a large iron ore business um, they're starting to, or they're starting to ramp up their anthracite business, which is a type of coal, um, and then also adding a phosphate business. And then recently, they've announced that um, you know they've made an offer for Lafarge, um, going after the the Lafarge quarry assets mainly, um, still subject to to Comcom approval. But I think if that goes through, I think it'll be very interesting to see what they do with that business and. They were, you know, they haven't let us down yet. So I'm hanging my hat on the management team. I think they've got earnings that will grow. And I think the share price will uh, respond accordingly. All right, Yaku, Life Healthcare, Grinrod, as well as Afrimet. Keen to get your thoughts on some of these counters. Uh, look, let's let's start at the top. Um, Life, Life Healthcare obviously had the jump on, the, on you know, on the back of the call it news or the the, the, the rumors um, that, that the deal is now going through. We've been, you know, I suppose we've been talking or looking at the deal for a while now. And it's obviously the UK, the AMG side, the Legends Medical uh, group that they're selling. They're focusing, uh, they want to focus more locally. I think they see a better opportunity set for growth locally so that kind of one billion dollars that will will get unlocked from that deal can be i think well spent here so so on that side uh, you know agreed that uh, the focus is good however from a timing perspective I'm, I'm i'm probably not on board with 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 life healthcare the price momentum is still weak fundamentally you know relative valuation if you look at the peers is slightly on the higher side um you can you know very close related is a net care you can get a bit of dividend there and i think the net margins are also a little bit better analyst has it on uh, has it on as a whole so you know at the moment I'm, i'll probably prefer other counters in, in you know in that sector well you're keen to get your stock pick uh, oh yes please go ahead please go ahead 
<laughs> Sorry, uh, let me let me fly through through the other two. Then uh, Grinrod, obviously, we like it. Um, I, I fully agree with uh, with the sentiment. Uh, the only negative I can probably say is that you know from a trailing PE twelve times and a, and a, and a forward PE seven times, probably slightly expensive relative to peers, but but great uh, business. And, and, and I like the stock big, definitely. Afrimat, also a fan, um, definitely like it. I think longer term, slightly a longer term outlook you have to have here. You know, he mentioned Lafarge, uh, the, the assets from Lafarge that they've, uh, they've acquired. You know, those will only start reflecting value, I think, in a year or two. Um, again, from a relative valuation point of view, it's slightly expensive. Um, so I'll time it carefully, but definitely like the, like the share. And Yaku, which counter are you going with this afternoon? Okay, so we uh, we've recently added Chipotle to our to our stable um, and uh, international portfolio, obviously, and we like them. So Chipotle Mexican Grill is kind of a U.S. fast foods company. So think of um, you know KFC or McDonald's. They're, they're, that's the type of companies they're kind of pitching against. Um, they've had a phenomenal price uh, momentum growth uh, over the kind of last five years, over 300%. Uh, just to put it in perspective, you know, the, the S&P is kind of, you know, 55% over the last five years. So so kind of six, five, six times better, um, you know, their growth rates or annual growth rates are also you know, 14% price to sales 5.7 so so they're cheaper than a mcdonald's at, 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 at let's say about eight percent eight times price to sell and and the annual compounded annual growth is very very low so you know and mcdonald's is maybe a little bit more saturated but that just gives you an idea that um that i think um there is growth left for this company they have aggressive expansion plans you know they have about three and a half thousand uh, restaurants now uh, they're planning to double that so and you know and from a from a lower base i think that is doable mm-hmm. um they are the, the the reason you'd rather you'll drive past the mcdonald's is i think it's more a focus on a healthy foods you know responsibly sourced goods and, and you know additives that you know, with still the quick service delivery of a McDonald's or a KFC or whoever you uh, you want to use in that peer group. So yeah, we like uh, Chipotle here, and um, and and we've added to our portfolios. Wonderful, Yaku. It really is always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this afternoon. That was your midday markets update with Yaku Eager from Rand Swiss.